Yeah, all right. So, Slee, in the time that uh, you asked me last time if, the, if there was a score in the Dodger game, and yeah. I said no, that has changed. The Dodgers trail the Padres one to nothing after two innings. Walker Bueller had to throw 31 pitches to get out of that uh, second inning right there. So, uh Padres are probably feeling pretty good about themselves right now. They got a run off of one of the Dodger aces, but uh, this just feels far more important to the Padres than it does to the Dodgers, as I see it. Well, how many times are they playing each other this year? Nineteen times. Nineteen times. You know, I, I, I kind of have this. I think we just got to enjoy two really good teams going at it, knowing that the Dodgers are obviously the best team in Major League Baseball. It's not even close, but it's so early on. I mean. Let the let the stakes kind of grow, and as we get closer to, I think August and September, and there'll be a lot more history between the two clubs. I know they have a, a little bit of history last year, but the reality was it was a sweep, and yeah. uh, there's some good storylines. But I I think that this is fun because it's early in the season, but it's the equivalent of I'm just using as an example, right? Lakers Clippers in Game Four of the season. It's fun. I'm I'm down. I want to watch it, but it, it's not going to really say that much down the road. No, I I think that's a really good comparison. Look, this is a baseball game, right? One of 162 isn't terribly meaningful. It's when you've seen these teams play ten times. 15 times, 19 times that you can get a better idea of, okay, who's the guy you need to be worried about? Who's the soft spot? Who's the guy that's really been a thorn yeah. on your side? And we're just not going to know that after tonight. Here, it, What we do know is they're both really good. What we do know is that no matter what let, – let's play this out, right? And I don't think this will happen. But let's just say the Dodgers got swept this weekend. Again, they're, they're not going to get swept with Bueller, Kershaw, and Bauer pitching three games. It just seems extremely unlikely. I don't think it changes a single thing about the way that I feel about the Dodgers, the way that I think baseball people look at the Dodgers. It's not, oh, wow, the Padres are a lot better than we thought. It would be, oh, okay, Padres are pretty good. We knew that. Dodgers had a bad weekend. Dodgers couldn't get the big hit or their starting pitching fault or whatever. But there's no rewriting any of this after what happens tonight other than it's going to be a pretty good game and we get to see some good teams. It's kind of funny because if that did happen, if the Padres did sweep the Dodgers, use as an example, I agree. It wouldn't change much for the Dodgers. Maybe for the Padres it's different. Maybe for the Padres it actually – maybe it even hurts them because they think they're, oh, my gosh, look how good we are. It's April. You know what I mean? It's April. So those wins that you get early on, by the way, that's not going to happen. I I don't think it's going to happen either way. Dodgers take two. Yeah, that's probably most likely what what will eventually happen. But I think it's it's one of the most more exciting uh, matchups in baseball. I'm going to use this as a quick example. They only get to play each other twice a year. But when the Rams play the Seahawks, Mm -hmm. right, out here on the West Coast, I'm always Mm -hmm. like, God, I I can't wait to watch that game. And maybe the Dodgers, Padres have that type of a feel. But the reality is until they face each other more in the postseason, until there's a little bit more history there, it's not going to change anything this early on. And it was a fun series last year, and the Dodgers and Padres met in the postseason. But like you said, it was a sweep. Dodgers were never in any real trouble of losing that series. And until that's a reality, until the reality of, you know what, they're – as good and they're just not you know you go into the playoff series and when it starts and assuming it's a seven game series you know if the Padres get the opening game now you have different conversation it's a different conversation because okay your margins just got that much more narrow but they lose tonight whatever I first of all I don't think they're going to lose tonight I think they'll come back against this guy and they'll win the game but the Dodgers just and Buster only was on SportsCenter this morning talking about Steve let me know if you have this I know it's on on, uh, the Travis and Sleep page um 
talking about how this Dodger team just isn't good. It's historically good. That this could mm-hmm. be a team that wins 116 games. Let's take a listen here. This was Buster Olney on Sports Center this morning talking about how just how good this Dodger team could be. They could be the greatest team of all time. I'm convinced that's where this this conversation is headed. And look, I covered the 1998 Yankees for the New York Times. That team is considered to be the greatest of all time. 114 wins in the regular season, 11 more in the postseason, 125 wins in all, a run differential of plus 309. I think this Dodger team has a chance to challenge all of those benchmarks. Look, if you go back to the beginning of last year's 60-game season, they're beating opponents by an average of about two and a half runs per game. They're not just winning games, they're obliterating teams. And so far this year, they've been doing it without some of their best players who've been dealing with injuries. That's the part that's so crazy. They've hmm. been doing it without Cody Bellinger. They've been doing it, at least in part, with Mookie Betts missing some time. And the team, you know, he talked about how last year they were beating teams by two and a half runs. They're better this year, Slee. They added the best pitcher in the National League, arguably, in Trevor Bauer, who's pitched like the best pitcher in the National League. They didn't say, okay, we're the world champs. Nobody really gave us a scare other than Atlanta. Let's run it back and just hope that it goes the same way again. They went out there, and they got a lot better with the addition of Bauer. They, I mean, uh, put, think about what he just said. They could win 116 games most of all time. Does that mean if they win 110 that they underachieved? That they win 105, that somehow they had a bad year. I mean, it's almost a. a oh, what does Buster Olney know? Just right. kidding. Buster Olney's right. the best. He's the best. Exactly. I mean, that's how good this group is. Trav, there's uh, sometimes you, you, sometimes you could be a team that is really good at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. Okay, the Rockets being good when the Golden State Warriors had Kevin Durant, yeah. it's just bad timing, okay? And this is not uncommon. And the only reason why I'm making using this as... the Knicks with Michael Jordan, you know? Team, the, and, and the only reason why I'm using this as an example is because the Padres got a squad. They And I, I think for San Diego, you haven't been in this position in so long, so there's this kind of this excitement like, oh my God, we got actually something to talk about. You said this earlier, they're in front of ESPN.com. Hey, there's Tatis Jr., there's this. The reality is you're good at an unfortunate time because it's not like the Dodgers are on the East Coast and it's the Yankees and you're only going to have to face them is if you get to the you know the World Series. No, this is a team within your own division. Uh, and I think that's probably the – it puts things – puts things in perspective. The Dodgers and the Padres are not on the same playing field. The reality is the Padres have not been on a playing field, but at least they're in the conversation. I think for them, sometimes they look back and say, that might be good enough right now. Yeah, well, that's that's the nature of a smaller market. To just be in it is good enough to not have to try to win the whole thing. Let's try our first phone call of the night, Slee. Let's go to Manuel in Gardena. What's up, my friend? How you feeling? T-Rod, Travis, playoff Slee. Hey, you know, Friday night just feels right hmm. when 710 has Travis and the flea on. Speak How are you guys doing? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll tell you what, uh, Manuel. Um, I'm done at 9. Travis is going to go till 11. I think Travis is going to do a couple more hours after this. <laughs> just feeling it. He's an Iron Man, I tell you. Damn right yeah, he is. That Morales, holy smokes. Two pounds, two pounds of, of bacon. bacon Manuel, you know, two pounds Jimmy of bacon. <laughs> Well, how many slices of bacon could you eat before you're like, you know what, that's enough? Is it three? Is it five? Uh, What's the number? Nah, I could go six, probably, okay, okay. if it's good. I, I like a crisp bacon myself. You oh, know? couldn't agree more. Not, yeah, it's got to be crispy. Not, not too, you know, flaxseed. I like it, like it nice and crisp. <laughs> hey, uh, what I was going to say is, hey, I tell you, I look at San Diego. It's like, man, you look at him, it's like a sweet kid, you know? I mean... 
they're they're experiencing things for the first time. You know, the the franchise has been around since what, nineteen sixty nine, right, Travis? Mm-hmm. Hasn't one squat. But yet they spout off and spout off like if they're champs. And the Dodgers should be afraid because it's April. This is San Diego time. It's like kind of like <laughs> the Clippers. You know what I mean? Like they're real good when it doesn't count. So hey San Diego, how about you win something or at least even meet us in the playoffs? And give us a challenge, because then we're just going to give you a noogie, we're going to slap you on your butt, and we're going to send you on your way. And we're going to use all your pools and resorts, just <laughs> like we want to. Hey, Slee, hey, uh, T-Raj, keep up the good work, man. I love you guys, and I love this show. Appreciate you calling Thanks, in. Thank man. you for well, calling in, man. That. Um, Can I, let, let, let me answer this one. Yeah, okay? please. As a resident San Diego. I'm from San Diego, right? Right. I, this would be... This is from the heart. This would be my suggestion to San Diego. Just don't don't say anything. Don't do anything. Just, you know, don't pay attention. The Dodgers, I don't think L.A. understands or realizes just how dominant of a market they are. Maybe they do realize it. But, but Travis, just think about this. Think about the freaking success in L.A. across the board. Doesn't matter the sport. You got two teams in every single – if you're San Diego uh, – the less you say, the better, because the reality is, and I think he made a good point there. He talked about how, you know, you're going to have a fan base start running their mouth. What are you going to run your mouth about? There's nothing to run your mouth about. Aren't you? Shouldn't you be walking up to, you know, your opponent that has in the market of L.A. and just kind of, hey, good luck tonight. <laughs> you, know, you know, it's funny. The less you say, the better. I, I, I personally would take that approach. I, I, I'm a, I'm going to keep my mouth shut until I have something to not keep it shut about. And mm-hmm. then if I need to, we can talk about it. That being said, I kind of like that they walk around like they've done something, even though they haven't, because I, I think it's, it, it makes it more interesting. If they were just sitting there with their, with their, you know, their hat in their hand, like, Oh, well, thanks for letting us play you today. Dodgers. I, I'd like that. They're like, no, let's go do this. Let's go see this. I love that Manny Machado was F bombing Gratterall in the playoffs last year. I love that Max Muncie was, you know, sending it right back over there. That, sure. that, that makes it a lot of fun. And it also means that it could get chippy because if the Dodgers are looking at this, like if, if the Dodger players I got a have perfect the same example. attitude I got a perfect that example Manuel for has, mm-hmm. and they hear something, well, that means a fastball's coming inside, and that means that stuff starts, and that's fun. Entertaining. Yes, yeah. no question about it. By the way, that Padres-Dodgers series, it was a sweep. It was an entertaining series. You know, it that, sure was. That, that first game uh, uh, obviously um, could have gone either way. That's how close it was. But the, the a good example yesterday, Michael... I think John brought this up. Ireland brought this up to Michael in Mason and Ireland show. Ramona was filling in for Mason. And the conversation was, would you rather see the Celtics get championship number 18 or the Clippers get championship number one? Hmm. If you had to pick between those two. And I thought it was a, you know, I thought it was an interesting conversation. And I, I didn't listen to it when they were doing it live. Michael brought it up in the pregame show. And I said, Michael, I don't even hesitate on this one. I didn't hesitate. My immediately, I was like, I don't want to see Boston get number 18. The Clippers are not the competition to the Lakers. The competition to the Lakers is the other franchise that claims they are the best NBA franchise in history. That's the competition of the Lakers. Michael's response was, 
the Clippers don't, their fans don't stop running their mouth. They've never won anything, but they keep running their mouth. And yeah. my message to Michael was, why do you care that they're running their mouth? They literally have never accomplished anything. <laughs> well, that's all true. But see, this is how I look at it. I would, I would like the Clippers to never win another game, much less get a championship. Right, I just I like little brother to remain little brother. The Celtics are like your rival from school, right? That also gets dates. That that also is the quarterback of the football team that does all these things. That because you can measure yourself against them. The Celtics are made, right? They're made guys in this mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. So if you if they get one, it's like okay, I got to go get one to keep pace now. If the Clippers get one, it's that little yappy dog, right? That yip yip. And now that'll be yip, 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 even more often that I, I just I don't ever I, I love Slee. I love just people go. Hey, you guys are so cute. You guys are just so cute down there. So which one would you go? Which one would you go? I would rather the Celtics win than the Clippers. Oh, my gosh. I would that's, rather. That's the interesting. I can't because, believe Michael yeah, said the same thing. Yeah. They're made guys. There's there's no the Clippers having a or excuse me the Celtics having a championship makes perfect sense to me. They're Celtics, right? It would be I, it would be different if they weren't tied with the Lakers. I, I get that, but I think that makes it even more meaningful because look, Celtic fans look at the Lakers as an equal, right? They look at them and say, look, they win a whole, they win just as much as we do, and argue they've won a lot more since it we've gotten out of the fifties and sixties, right? Since then, it's been much more Lakers than it's been Celtics. They've both mm-hmm. been good, but the Clippers, the, the Clippers are the Phoenix Suns. They're the they're the Utah Jazz. They're just a team that have they're the San Diego Padres. Your, yeah, they're just mm-hmm. out there, and I don't I, I like I'm about brands and stars and teams that matter. And every sport has about five or six teams that matter, and the Clippers are not one of them. And I'd like it to keep that. I'd like to keep it that way. That's that's how I see that. All right, all right. That's one way. <laughs> all right, speaking of brands, mm-hmm. A-Rod has a brand, and he was spot on with a video that he posted more recently. This was um, deep. It Well, deep, emo. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things going on in that video. We'll break it all down. That's coming up next. Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Mm. It's your song, Trav. It's about brown liquor. Are you a, a little... fan of uh, Are you a fan of bourbon or no? I am. I am. I see the list of things that I'm not a fan of is not yeah. long. It, it's not long. Whether it's food or drink or anything, I uh, do you still only do a handful of things I won't eat. Do you drink. still do Goldschlager on Saturdays? I'm not a big fan of Goldschlager. Was that the cinnamon one? Was Goldschlager the cinnamon one? It had the like gold flakes. It in had it. the gold flakes, but it was yeah. a cinnamon flavored. Uh, I think liqueur, so. I right? think you're right. Yeah, you put yeah. it. You poured in a nice glass on, on rocks. Uh, <laughs> has anybody ever like sipped the schlag, or is I, it just one of those things when you're hammered in college and somebody's got a bottle? Woohoo! schlag it, man! Yeah. First of all, there's that guy that obviously is doing that, but then there's the guy that's trying to be classy in college, and he's like, uh, you know, put a little bit of uh, put a little pop off vodka in here. Um, <laughs> Hawaiian punch on the rocks. On the rocks. <laughs> 
Uh, what do you mean you're putting a plastic alcohol on well, the rocks? Look, they might have been onto something because when you've, when, if you're drinking that, you're probably going to drop it once or twice and you don't 100%. want it to go all over the place. It's just a smart move. It's a smart move. By the way, you know, we were saying this, I, I don't know if this changes for you at all. Okay. We we're saying Lakers or Celt or Clippers or Celtics. Who'd you rather have a win a championship? We're talking about that. Ireland and Ramona and Michael were talking about that yesterday. If you yep. had to pick one. Okay, how about this? Would you rather see the Giants win a World Series or the Padres win a World Series? Ooh, that's more interesting. Um How many uh, do the Giants have? Eight? Uh, the the Giants, I don't know how many they have it, in history, I know they have three relatively recently sure, in, in right. the early part of the Every other year for six right, years. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, I think I'd probably pick the Padres because I really hate Giant fans. I, you know, <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Like, Giant okay, fans, is that is that is that because it's a more regional thing? Maybe, maybe. I just Giant fans are okay. Yankees or Padres? Oh, oh, the Yankee. I'd rather have the Yankees win for sure, for sure. So it's yeah, regional. For the, for the, so it's definitely regional reason, for you. For the exact same reason I picked the Celtics over the Clippers, I picked the Yankees over the Padres. And, and I get it. I hate to say this, but the Giants are a real team. Mm -hmm. the, the, the Giants are an acceptable know. team to root for. I just hate their fans. Legit market. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. They're just – they're so – <laughs> unbelievably jealous of the Dodgers, mm. right? That everything about their their entire universe is predicated on what the Dodgers are doing, right? They're like the jealous little sister. They're like the well, Marsha, 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 right? They're, it's that whole thing that every but that's entire, a real rivalry. That's a legitimate, fantastic world, rivalry. It, it is, it is. Mm -hmm. But it's also like the rivalries between the two cities. Let's take the baseball teams out of it, right? Mm -hmm. And look, the city of San Francisco is great great food it's really fun there's a lot to do there's great culture it's beautiful all of those things i like going to san francisco it's a, it's a place that my wife and i our family we've gone on vacation up there it's a really wonderful spot mm -hmm. i never really give them a thought outside of oh yeah it's a fun they got good food good wine i, mean, I like san francisco yeah, let's get, some, uh, the, let's get the that, people, that fisherman's wharf chowder right the people of, of san francisco they wake up every morning wondering what we're doing what's what's going on down there in l.a Hey, 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 what's going on down there? Hey, oh, wait, wait, what, what, what? Oh, what, what are the Dodgers? Oh, wait, what, 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 the Rams? Uh, awesome. wait, uh, they're, 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 they're so unbelievably That's preoccupied awesome. with us. It just lets me, I, I'm going to very quickly, and then we'll go back to A-Rod's emo uh, breakup video. Um, when I lived in Houston, right, I have no, I, I did not have any skin in the game in, in Texas, right? I don't yeah. have the Texas thing. Mm -hmm. So when I got there, everybody was constantly dumping on Dallas, like the Dallas, mm. oh, well, you could be worse. You could be in Dallas, but Dallas sucks and anything but Dallas, 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 Dallas. I'm like, does that's this, jealousy. Like, does, does this cut both ways? And mm. I went up to Dallas, never heard one person say a word about Houston. I'm like, guys, I got bad news for you. You're on the wrong end of this. You're on the wrong end of this because it was, it was being on, it's the Dodger giant thing. It's the San Francisco LA thing. Nobody, LA doesn't sweat anybody. That's how you know it's a real place. So I think there's a, let me kind of, I think there's a, a regional part of this that means something. When you say that you'd rather see the Celtics win before the Clippers, Clippers are in your backyard. When uh -huh. you say you'd rather see the Padres win than the Giants, there's history with the Giants and their regional, but you'd rather see the Yankees win than the Padres, it's a regional thing. Well, it's not a regional thing exactly. It's it's a made team thing. And as much as I hate the Giants, they're a made team. 
Mm-hmm. The Giants are maybe the outlier in this where I would never root for them. But if, if I could just put away my emotions and just look at it more logically, the Giants are the better choice. Hmm. But I just can't do it because it's an emotional connection to it. Speaking of emotional connections. Yeah, no, this is, uh, this is good. Give people a little background on this because so, this one touches my heart. A-Rod and J-Lo were kind of a celebrity couple for the last few years. Of course they were, Um, following those pages every day. Absolutely. When I was doing the Lakers stuff, um, I would sit on, you know know where the forum, not the forum club, that's been. There we go. This is is The chairman's club, right? Tell them, Trav. Trav, tell them your access. Tell them the type of access that you had. Where Picture the court, right? Basket on one end, basket on the other. I basically sat at the corner of the court. Mm -hmm. And to get to the chairman's club, which is where all the, beautiful rich famous people go hang out during get a drink and stuff. that's where you would walk to you, go you to the chairman's right go right by my chair mm-hmm. right a rod and just J-Lo quick question through. did you ever have to flash that chairman pass to get in there or was it more like travis I, rogers i just uh 710 espn this and right then you just sleep, went in this face this is my passport everywhere i go i just kind of walk in and people just get out of my way that's how that works. Um, but J-Lo and A-Rod came out of there one night, and I'm like, mm. oh, my goodness. J-Lo. Yeah, it's big time. Yeah. Well, it's, it, they're, they're, they're two mega, 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 mega celebrities. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, their relationship, very public and everything, and then their breakup was very public, um, and it was confirmed on the Today Show, as you do when you break up with your girlfriend. You talk sure. about it on the Today Show. Um, but I on Alex Rodriguez's on MySpace. Instagram page, he put on a video – and tagged uh, Jennifer Lopez in the video. What's up, J-Lo? Um, and it's just him. Did I'm he assuming. tag Shannon Dordery or no? <laughs> I don't think she okay. was in there. Just Happy curious. birthday to her. Happy 50th, Shannon. Um, and it's A-Rod. I'm assuming it's his home or somewhere. And it's just his video, his camera taking a video. Not long, right? Not long. It's 10 seconds. But it's just a close-up of A-Rod and J-Lo on the beach. A-Rod and J-Lo with their kids. Mm-hmm. A-Rod and J-Lo holding hands and frolicking in the in the forest. It's what you do in 11th grade, okay? <laughs> and then it, it's, and there's, there's it, I'm like waiting for a prom picture there's, of him and J-Lo. I'm waiting for, you know, something that, that just kind of falls along the line. Coldplay is playing in the background. The One of the great emo choices of, of heartbroken mm-hmm. teens. Mm-hmm. And then the last shot before it freezes is a big giant heart uh, it, written in the sand with the surf coming in. And it says Alex plus Jennifer, the way you would carve it into your desk in, in ninth grade. <laughs> and I'm thinking, look, this guy's hit 600 home runs. Did you tear up or no? Because I was, it hit me. I mean, I, I could only watch it a couple times and I was like, I. I I couldn't speak. Uh, okay. I, I went through a variety of emotions between, okay, this is a put on. There's no way this is real to me going to think, wait, this might be real to Alex. You come on, man. You're Alex Rodriguez, my man. You, you are a rod 600 home runs, Yankees world series champion. What are you doing? In my head? I was like, a rod, look how authentic, look how sincere this guy is. <laughs> this is beautiful. Um, uh, J-Lo, um, I want to um, say I'm very sorry. Um, I know I spelt your name wrong in the sand. <laughs> I don't want to break up. I'm very sorry about that reality TV lady. Um, Was it two ends or together. one end? It's so <laughs> bad. I just like, I, you know, it, it made me feel a little bit better because at least he's 
a normal guy. He's sad that his girl left him. Yeah, I don't know what that was. Like, j- just to be real, to be honest, what is he doing? <laughs> what is he doing? I mean, that it was, it was kind of a, first of all, why are you doing that publicly, right? Like, what's what's the whole he's reason to get of doing her back. that publicly? He's, he's basically, um, oh, my God, I'm going to blow this because I can't think of his name. Um, John Cusack holding the radio up over his head and say mm-hmm. anything. He's just doing it in front of his 10 million Instagram followers. How stupid does that look? I mean, doesn't he walk it, away looking like... It looks... Pathetic. It's, it's pretty desperate. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty sad. But you know what it else it was? It's 11th Lee? grade breakup. It was literally his game plan came from when he was a sophomore in high school. It was so on brand for him, though. Tell mm. me, like, if you said, hey, pick a Major League Baseball player who would post an emo video. A-Rod, A-Rod, it's A-Rod, it's a- tell, A-Rod. Let me, tell, let me tell you who's not doing that. <laughs> Derek Jeter. No, freaking no, doing no, that. no, no. <laughs> Derek Jeter is not doing that. Nobody's doing that. No, like, I, okay, what is it? It's 8.30. I don't know if Alex is. Let's assume he's on the East Coast. So it's mm-hmm. 11.30. It's late. His kids are probably in bed. He's probably sitting there by himself. He's probably got a glass of wine. Just a single tear rolling down his cheek. Nice glass of Goldschlager. <laughs> and he's thinking to himself, where did it go wrong, man? What, what, what did I do? What did I do wrong? If she doesn't respond to this post... <laughs> What? What's left? Yeah, I have I, nothing left in the arsenal. I know what I'll do. Where's my phone? <laughs> Hold on. Get all the pictures. Put them on the nice end. Just seemed very, uh, very uh, un Arody. My goodness. Well, feel better, Arod. I'm sure that there will be a uh, uh, a number of women that would be very happy to date you moving forward. But uh, good luck with that. Honestly, yeah. um, Netflix is making a documentary about uh, Sean Payton, and they've mm-hmm. done some interesting casting. So we're going to get into that coming up. I, got I an a, also got an injury report update for uh, for Lakers tomorrow. Ooh, nice. We're going to do both of those things coming up next. Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Had two pounds of turkey today. <laughs> that two pounds of turkey deli meat two today. Pounds of bacon. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, can we just be honest? Two pounds of anything is too much. Yeah, probably like, not good. I, I like to eat. I like bacon. Uh-huh. I'll eat some turkey occasionally. I'm not like you who thinks that the uh, the turkey industry is being misrepresented. <laughs> but it's 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 fine. But I don't I don't two pounds of anything seems like a really bad it, it's, idea. It's the equivalent of, you know, you go to a place and it's like a Hey, there's a two-pound burger. I'm like, yeah, that probably shouldn't be ordering a two-pound burger. Actually, oh, okay. actually that, that actually kind of sounds good. The, the, but see, here's the thing. You and I are on the same page on this. I, I could not be less interested. Look, let, let's just let, let me let me back up a little bit. Okay. I'm, I'm a little overweight. I carry I carry around a little too much. Uh, I think that's poundage. up for debate. Okay. I, no, I, I am. Look, the, 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 here here. Okay, I'm gonna go back even further. Here's what a doctor visit for Travis Rogers is like. Mm-hmm. I'll go in and see, you know, my back is killing me. And before you even start, yes, I know I need to lose weight. What else do you got? And and the doctor, every time we're like, well, the, the reason your back hurts is because you're 
45 pounds overweight. So if you want your back to stop hurting for good, you need to lose. Yeah, you're not listening to me. I, what I need are drugs. I need drugs that will make me feel better for a day or two, uh, and then I'll exercise a little bit, and I'll lose a little bit of weight, and then I'll feel better, and then I'll go eat some more. So anyway, the, the, the setup ever, of all of by this the way, is, By the way, do you ever do this where you go to the doctor's office? Like, we just uh, step on the scale here. We're going to get your weight, and we're going to get your height. I'm like, trust me. Six two, one sixty five. <laughs> I run a four eight. I got yeah. run a four eight forty. Okay, don't oh, don't worry about me getting on the scale. Look at me in the eyes. Trust me. There's only one other part of the annual physical that a man looks forward to less than the scale, and that's the thing that we really don't like to talk about. But the, the, the you got to do it. Got to be healthy. You got to be safe. All of those kind of things. You so, start making anyway. excuses. Do you start making excuses? I'm like, well, listen, it's two o'clock, which means the scale is not really going to truly represent what I would have weighed this morning. I drink a lot of water this morning. I'm wearing boots. Okay, I'm wearing boots right now. <laughs> Yeah, are you wearing 40 pounds of pairs of boots around your uh, stomach? Anyway, the reason I bring this up is is not because I want to take a bunch of time calling myself fat, which we can do some other time. I want to talk about stunt eating. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd like to eat, right? Like, if I'll go in, I- I'm, I'm perfectly comfortable sitting down at a table for a couple hours, having the food come out little by little and really savoring it and enjoying it and making it an experience. I'm kind of getting mm-hmm. excited just thinking about it. But the idea, like you said, it's like, hey, we got a two-pound burger. Get get out of here with that. I have no interest in gorging myself with a, you know, if you could finish the whole thing, you don't have to pay for it. Yeah, I don't want a four-pound steak, thank you very much. Here's Sounds three awful. pounds of beans, okay? Take this down, you're getting a free T-shirt. Yeah, I mean, it's like that. It's like have that. you other than your hot dog eating contest with Mace? Have you ever tried something like that? Uh, it's that's actually the only time I've ever done it. I mean, there have been times I've eaten way too much and I feel absolutely sure. awful, and that happens about once a week, and it has nothing to do with uh, a contest or anything like that. But to go to go by the, I, I was the you know what was that. Um, Man vs. Food, right? You remember yeah. that one that was on Travel yeah. Channel, whatever it was? Yeah. I used to watch those. There's times where I'm like, I'm actually interested in it, and there's other times I'm like, bro, just stop eating. Just, this yeah, looks you're disgusting. Grossing it's grossing me. Like the idea, you know, there's they make this Sunday at, you know, Wackadoodles and, you know, Tacoma, Washington, that it's got six pounds hey, of remember, ice cream. Hey, do you remember what was it? The Great Outdoors? Was it Great Outdoors? Oh, the old 96er. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Of course. That was one of my favorite scenes. Yeah. Uh, finished- there's nothing left on that plate but fat and grizzle. <laughs> <laughs> and he yeah. finishes it. They get the free meal. I'm not taking down the old 96er. All right. So there is a television series show that's coming out. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be called Home Team. It's a Netflix movie inspired by Peyton's experience coaching his son's football team during his 2012 suspension uh, where he was, uh, you know, part of the Bounty Gate deal. Okay, kind of interesting. You know, a very famous head coach gets suspended for something, and what does he do in his off year? He coaches his kids' football team. Not a bad idea for a movie. But if you're going to do it and you're going to have it be Sean Payton, why is Kevin James the choice to play him? Look, Kevin James is a funny guy. King of Queens, not a terrible show. Mm-hmm. You know, the Paul Blart, first one at least, pretty funny movie. He's been in a grown-ups movie. Kevin James is a funny guy. Sean Payton? Really? I know. I know. What are we doing here? 
I know. It's almost, uh, there's such different characters, right? Like to have, by the way, this might be one of those we walk away from and like, damn, Kevin James showed us something that we've never really seen before. You know what I mean? Oscar turn for Kevin James is Sean Payton. To try to do Sean Payton, but it's, it doesn't seem like it's a match at all. Tell you what, it's getting some pub, getting some publicity. It's getting some, okay, well, there's some curiosity here and, Okay, what what is this Netflix series going to be like? Maybe if it was a different role with somebody else, you wouldn't pay as much attention to it. But I'll still watch it. So if I shouldn't say if when they decide to turn Travis and Slee into mm-hmm. a Netflix series, mm-hmm. do we play ourselves or do they go uh, find professional actors to represent us on screen? What do you think? Uh, listen, you got to find professional actors because yeah. I think the type of money that you and I would be asking for in a Netflix series, Netflix doesn't have it. They don't have that type of money. I bet it's you a small a, startup company. <laughs> if we got a meeting with Netflix, say, hey, we have an idea about two – yeah, great. Uh, go go make it, whatever it costs. They greenlight everything. It's awesome. They're, Netflix has something on every day that you're That's like, right, yeah, I'll they watch do. that. I'll watch that. You said you got into Hotel Cecil recently. Got into Hotel Cecil. Um, did you, you know before – yet? Did you know before <laughs> Hotel Cecil? Did you know anything about it? Did you know it existed in downtown? I, I knew it existed, and I mm-hmm. knew the story of Elisa Lamb, who, you know, not it's been out long enough. I, shoot, I mean, sadly, the story about her death has been around for, you know, nearly 10 years now. I knew that she died in the water tank there, so yeah. I knew that part of the story, but I didn't know the that Richard Ramirez used to hang out there. I didn't know that the other guy that pretended to be a Dutch journalist came over and was murdering prostitutes there. I didn't, I didn't creepy, know any of that stuff. Creepy uh, story, really creepy story. I mean, just everything about it. You you had mentioned it to me, so that's why you know. Obviously, I went and watched it. Uh, that elevator scene where she's oh, trying to come weird. in and out, and you know. It, anyways, long story short, uh, I did start watching it. Did you um Did you see the uh, the Dodger one I was talking about with um with Kirby enthusiasm? Uh, oh no, I haven't seen it yet. Okay, go see that. One. that got long ball, long shot. Yeah, go see yeah. that one. So when they make our series, yeah, uh, I've already decided who's going to play you. Okay, I think I got somebody for you. Okay, you ready? I have two, yeah. I have two choices. One mm-hmm. is my – you want my plan B first or do you want my plan A? I, I, I want to give you my plan A because I think we can get him. He's a very good actor. Okay. He's been in a ton of movies, mm-hmm. and I think the resemblance that we have is pretty strong. You ready? Let's do it. In the role of Alan Sliwa in the Netflix production of Travis and Slee, I'm casting Stanley Tucci. Now I got I to gotta look. Do you not know who Stanley Tucci is? Maybe if I... He, so, have you ever seen The Devil Wears Prada? Devil the, Wears the Meryl Prada. Streep, uh, Meryl Streep with um, the tall... I have heart. seen it. I have seen it. So, um, it's, you, it's basically the only guy in that movie. <laughs> I do know who you're talking about. That's Look Stanley at him right now. <laughs> okay. I'll take it. I'll take yeah. it. Okay. I think I got somebody for you. All right. This goes down the Travis, uh, you know, kind of the legendary movie. What's your favorite movie of all time? Caddyshack. A little Chevy Chase action. <laughs> oh, that's not bad. A little Chevy Chase action. I'll take that. I'll take that. Kind of a perfect combination of some uh, some humor with a little bit of ser- you know just a little little balance there. I thought you were going to go with uh, like Chaz Bono or something like that, or maybe even Kevin James. Kevin James and I share a few physical characters. I'm a little I was taller. Thinking, I was thinking Kevin Bill James. Murray. I thought Bill Murray for a second. Bill Murray wouldn't be bad. Bill Murray wouldn't be bad. Those what those are, were my two. What about Will Ferrell. That's a Will, good one. Will, Will Ferrell's tall like I am. Will Ferrell's kind of, uh, you know, he, he could. Will Ferrell's a pretty good actor, too. I think he could pull it off. No, that's and a good plus, one. Plus, we're buddies. We hung out at an LAFC event one time. He texts you all the time. What's your plan B? 
My plan B was Telly Savalas, but he's dead, so he would be harder to get. That sounds a little more difficult. That <laughs> yeah. was a little more difficult. I was starting with the hair, and then mm-hmm. I was kind of going from there. And Stanley Tucci's kind of got – facially, you guys are kind of similar too. I'll take it. I'll take it, Trev. I mean, if that's uh, – you, you would know better than I would. <laughs> All right, here's a uh, – I want to read this tweet. Let's see here. I Where did it go? Oh, my God. Oh, here it is. From Nick Simpson. Again, mm-hmm. Slee, this is a, uh, a a new person. By the way, one nothing still uh, Padres-Dodgers top fifth. Yep, they got out of it. Uh, Walker Buehler had a uh, two-on, one-out situation. Up, tied up, home run. Dodgers won, Padres won. Uh, Rayleigh just went deep to tie that up. This is from Nick Simpson, and she writes, I can't tell you guys enough how much I'd love to hear you both together on the radio. It's so much fun. It's easy listening. It smiles, and we still get to talk sports. Thank you very much. Nick, thank you for sending that because, Slee, if I could speak for the two of us very quickly, that's kind of what we're going for, right? Well, 100%. That's uh, an account that I created on the side during the show. (laughs) And uh, I hope the name works and just kind of put that out there. Can't believe you fell for it. It absolutely worked. And she looks like a very nice lady, so I like hearing that. We'll take it. We'll take it. Uh, let's see here. I got one more. Uh, no, we're not going to read that one. Why did they cast Kevin James? Patton Oswalt looks like Sean Payton after staying underwater for too long. But Patton Oswalt does look a lot like Sean Payton. That would have been a much better choice. Yeah, it, I, I, I still find myself. I still find myself. I'm going to watch it. Yeah, I have. I have a curiosity to watch it. I really do. I, I, I like to watch a lot of things. You, you'd have to pick something pretty bad for me to skip it. All right, Slee. It's that time. It's time for the Friday night dump. That's coming up next. Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. Does he really have to say it twice? I understand yeah, the second time. The second does. time, he does not have to say it. He already said it. You know what's funny? Yeah. Watching this Dodger game right now, it's tied up at one in the middle of the fifth inning. Uh, Luke Rayleigh just hit a home run. You know Padre fans are going, who hit the home run? Mm-hmm. You mean that wasn't Muncie or Turner or Betts or Seeger or Bellinger or Taylor or Pollock or Smith or McKinstry or Lux or any of the other guys that are usually hitting home? Who, who is this guy? Who did this guy sh- – when did he show up and why is he the guy tying the game? It's just a wave after wave after wave of good players. By the way, how good is this? So you got Kershaw tomorrow versus you, Darvish. How about Trevor Bauer versus Blake Snell coming up on Sunday? Yeah, that's that's the one. They're, they're that's both the one. Great, but – Look, I, I would love. I mean, that that would be such a. That, there's a lot of good storylines to that. Let's just say that. Yeah. Well, I've made myself a promise that every time I hear the name Blake Snell, I'm going to say thank you to Kevin Cash again. So thank you, Kevin Cash, for taking him out of the game and letting the Dodgers win that in six. Because going to seven while Walker Bueller was there waiting for him, you just never, never know, know what's going to happen. So thank you, Kevin. By, Cash. by the way, did you did you hear? I think I, I can't remember if you and I chatted about this one time. Um, Blake Snell did an article, I want to say, in Uninterrupted. Uninterrupted is the one where it's just the players, right? Uh, players it's, Tribune. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Players Tribune. Yeah. Okay. Did you ever read that? When I did. It, okay. I mean, talk about, you know how we talk about overmanaging? Yeah. You know how there are times you talk about managers that keep somebody out too long because they just got faith in that person? Mm-hmm. When he tells the story of how he's just in complete control of the game. No one's even – he's saying in his own head that it's it's impossible that anybody's going to get hit. I, I'm two pitches ahead every single time. And then he walks out in the sixth inning and he sees somebody in the bullpen. How that just completely changed everything in his mind. He went from all the confidence in the world to I could get pulled if I give up one hit. 
it was a disaster. And if you're a Rays fan, assuming that such a thing existed, and we know that they don't, but if there <laughs> were such a thing as Rays fans, it would be something that would haunt you. For, that's a, that, that's a great story. That's a great article. It, it really is good. All right, let's start with this, Harrisley. One of the things that we didn't get to, Michael Jordan is going to induct Kobe Bryant into the Basketball about that? Hall of Fame. And mm-hmm. just seems perfect, right? I mean, there, there would have been a, a handful of really good choices. I think a guy like Jerry West would have been a very good choice. Phil Jackson would have been a good choice. But Michael Jordan just seems perfect. Yeah, I think, listen, If uh, first of all, Michael's considered the greatest to ever do it. Kobe Bryant modeled his game after Michael Jordan. I don't think there was anybody as close to looking and feeling like Michael Jordan. Um, you know, you always see those uh, first time they face each other, that, this, that iconic where Kobe's asking him questions. And Jordan, if you remember, this is when they did uh, his service here at Staples Center, says, as I got to know him, I want to be the best big brother I could be. He knew how much he wanted to learn from him. Um, nobody better than to have Michael Jordan presenting that award. No, and, and you know what makes it even more impactful is the very same reason that Jordan's eulogy of Kobe was so impactful. We just You don't hear from Mike. You see him every once yeah. in a while. You'll see him at a golf course. You'll see him at a basketball game. Yeah, you know, it's not like he's impossible to find, but you don't hear him talk very often. And he was so incredibly emotional at Kobe's memorial. And I would imagine that he'll probably be emotional again during the induction ceremony, but it just brings an incredible level of presence and gravitas to the, the whole con- I mean, it's going to be a, a, an interesting induction anyway, because of his death. Um, and then just, you get to see and hear Michael Jordan talk about somebody that meant something to him. We talk so much about how Michael and Kobe mean something to us, but to hear Michael talk about it kind of changes the entire dynamic. It will be, uh, by the way, I think it's uh, May 15th is the date. That's Tim Duncan, KG, um, a few others obviously being inducted, but uh, yeah, it would be a tough one. There's there's certain dates that have kind of passed over over the last year. Plus, this will be a tough one, but you know, obviously a, a special day as well. All right. It is also today Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's 74th right. birthday. So, you know, we talk about all the Laker greats. Uh-oh. Tatis just went yard, 2-1 to one Padres. So he's he's back, his first game back in a while, just dead center off. Walker Bueller just smoked it. Uh, Padres up 2-1. to one. Jordan, greatest player of all time, like you said, mm-hmm. the greatest to have ever done it. You're not wrong. I am personally of the belief that LeBron James is the greatest player that I've ever seen. And mm. you you know, you could disagree, but I you, you can't tell me that I'm wrong for thinking that LeBron is the great player of And Michael of his, and Michael says Kareem. And, and I was just gonna say mm-hmm. Kareem is probably if we're just talking about accomplishments, right? Just basketball, not not because Jordan's on a whole nother level because of the iconography of Air Jordan and, and everything that that meant. But high school basketball, hmm. one of the greatest high school basketball players of all time. College basketball, I don't think there's any argument that he was the greatest college player of all time. Professional basketball, he's a six-time NBA champion, a multiple-time MVP. He went to the finals more than just those six times, and I don't care what anybody Michael Jordan fans say. You can't just say, oh, 6-0, 6 and something else is better than 6-0. and It means you got farther mm-hmm. than Michael Jordan did. Kareem has done scoring NBA more scoring leader, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. the, the, the answer is probably Kareem, right? Hmm. Um. I think a lot of this falls on your era. I really do, because I, I, for me, when people say the greatest to ever play the game, I was watching Michael Jordan. So I, I, I say Michael Jordan. I say Magic Johnson's my favorite player that you know I kind of grew up, but it was kind of more towards the end of Magic's career. I can never, 
I can't have a true, true appreciation for Kareem the way somebody else can. So that's why, you know, I say that cautiously because here's the reality. Somebody might watch, you know, boxers today. You you might be sitting here, Trav, you might say, the greatest boxer I've ever seen is Mike Tyson. Just using that as an example, right? Yeah. And somebody who grew up in Muhammad Ali's era will say, no, it's Ali. I saw Tyson and I saw Ali. I have a better kind of understanding of, of getting a chance to watch both of these stars. I think... I think your era means a lot for me. I, I I get to I get to appreciate Kareem from others more than myself watching him. Yeah, I only saw Kareem at the tail end of his career. The, the show. I mean, don't get me wrong; I covered all his games at UCLA. <laughs> don't get me at wrong. Power on that. Memorial back in New York City when he was a high school up and coming guy. I was um, I was a beat writer. It was look look. Here's here's another one. I I, I don't know if I've told you this. We we had we had my dad on the morning show with Miki and LZ. My yeah. dad played oh. my dad played against Kareem in college. My wow. dad my, my dad played at the University of Oregon mm-hmm. and you know was in the it was the Pac eight at the time, but played against Kareem when Kareem was at his absolute peak. Jeez. And you know, my dad would always say this because Kareem's the only one they ever changed the rules for. Mm. <laughs> Kareem's the only one that said, All right, we don't have an answer for this, so no more dunking. So Kareem would just, you know, do what he did, just drop it in the basket. Mm-hmm. That he was the guy that they changed the rules for, that he was impossible to defend. He had an unguardable shot. He was an incredible defensive player when he decided that he wanted to be that. It's just by the way, he has such Kareem. a he has such a bigger meaning than just basketball too. So oh, hats sure. off seventy what'd you say, seventy four? Seventy four. And and you know, he's incredibly intelligent and thoughtful and and the guy that speaks what's on its mind just happy birthday to you Kareem. michael put out a tweet that he could still drop 15 and 7 on a team tonight or today i don't doubt it i don't doubt it thanks for everybody that checked us out appreciate it guys a few times next week we'll see you then travis and slee 710 espn